Hi, this is Pastor Emily McGinley from Urban Village Church, Hyde Park, Woodlawn. If you've been to UVC, you'll know that we seek to be three things, bold, inclusive, and relevant. We know that there are countless folks across the country and out there in podcast land like yourself, seeking a message that will bring insight, hope, encouragement, and joy as we do this thing called faith. Please consider making a financial gift to help us with this work of inspiring, equipping, and sending out agents of gospel life and inclusive love. Just go to www.urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Today's scripture comes from Exodus 3, 1 through 12. Listen for what God is saying to you, however it is you listen best. Moses was taking care of the flock for his father-in-law Jethro, Midian's priest. He led his flock out to the edge of the desert, and he came to God's mountain called Horeb. The Lord's messenger appeared to him in a flame of fire in the middle of a bush. Moses saw that the bush was in flames, but it didn't burn up. Then Moses said to himself, let me check out this amazing sight and find out why the bush isn't burning up. When the Lord saw that he was coming to look, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses said, I'm here. Then the Lord said, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals because you are standing on holy ground. He continued, I am the God of your father, Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I've heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain. I've come down to rescue them from the Egyptians in order to take them out of that land and bring them to a good and broad land, a land that's full of milk and honey, a place where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites all live. Now the Israelites' cries of injustices have reached me. I've seen just how much the Egyptians have oppressed them. So get going. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I to go to Pharaoh and to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, I'll be with you. And this will show you that I'm the one who sent you. After you bring the people out of Egypt, you will come back here and worship God on this mountain. May God add blessings to the readings of these words in every time and every place. Good morning. Despite what the worship guide says, I am not Emily McGinley. Instead, I am Diamond Pate. I'm a student pastor here at Hyde Park. Uh, Last week, I preached at South Loop, and it was pretty good there, but it feels really good to be home with you all. I'm very excited to be here. So our current sermon series is called The Pursuit of Meaning. This is pretty fitting for the beginning of the new year, because many people are reflecting on the past and creating resolutions and new goals for living in 2018. They're creating catchy catchphrases like, new year, new me. 
These goals often include physical changes like weight loss and improved fitness, or they include financial goals of saving more and spending less. Personally, I have never been a big fan of resolutions. Only 8% of people keep the resolution, and I am not part of that disciplined number by any means. But I like this way of interpreting this process of reflecting and goal setting that we are doing during this sermon series. So along with our goals of getting organized or eating better, Urban Village Church is asking us to go deeper, thinking about ways that we can find meaning in our lives. This inspiration of this pursuit of meaning comes from the author Emily Esfahani-Smith, who says happiness is not the key to a full life, but we should instead focus on meaning. Happiness is not a permanent state of being. It comes and it goes, and to measure our success based on happiness can leave you feeling empty. But this does not mean that we shouldn't be happy because we absolutely deserve to find happiness. We also need to remember that life is more complex than that. And to help us find this happiness, we need to find our true meaning, our true calling. And to help us on this quest, Smith has identified four pillars to help us create meaning in our lives. These pillars are belonging, purpose, transcendence, and storytelling. We're looking at all of these pillars while also looking at the life of Moses. When I preached last week, I realized that I grew up in the church and I thought I knew the story of Moses pretty well. But this month, looking at Moses under this lens, under the lens of meaning, I see the story just a little bit differently. The story of Moses and the burning bush is a common one. The Sunday school version has Moses' Hebrew mother putting her baby into a river to save his life. And then the Egyptian princess raises him as his own and grows up with Egyptian privileges while his true people, the Hebrews, are being used as slaves. Moses flees Egypt and encounters this magnificent burning bush that God uses to tell Moses what his true calling is, and that he is to rescue his people from slavery. Growing up, I always imagined Moses encountering this giant fireball of a tree that stops him in his path, and the booming voice of God calling out to Moses. However, reading this scene again, directly from the Bible, it's with a slightly more critical eye. The story seems a little different. In verse 1, it says, Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. And then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. So Moses is hanging out in this field, doing his daily chores, living his boring old shepherd life, when out of the corner of his eye, he sees this burning bush. See, I don't believe this picture is right. 
I don't think this giant bush just appeared before him, stopping him in his tracks. It says I must turn aside to look at this sight. So I imagine a little bush off to the side, burning. And out of curiosity, Moses goes to check it out. The next verse says, When the Lord saw that he, Moses, had turned aside, that is when God called him out of the bush, saying, Moses, Moses. He said, Here I am. God did not call out to Moses to bring him to that bush. Instead, it was Moses who made the first move. It was Moses who had to make the active decision to approach that bush. Moses had to notice it, and he had to go investigate the bush that would change his life forever. So I wonder, how many days did that bush burn before Moses noticed it? You see, there are many theophanies, or visible manifestations of the divine appearing before humans in the Bible. We read stories of grand angels appearing with important messages and these otherworldly visions. But in this encounter, God appeared using an ordinary object in nature. Even if it was unusual to find a burning bush without any damage, it was still just an ordinary sight. So how many times have we heard people talking about looking for the signs before they make a big decision? But what if that sign isn't something great, grand, and eye-catching? What if God is using something ordinary to call us to a greater purpose? This week, we talk about the second pillar of meaning, the pillar of purpose. In Emily Eshvahani Smith's TED Talk, she says, finding your purpose is not the same thing as finding that job that makes you happy. Purpose is less about what you want, more I'm changing that, it's confusing. More about what you give. The key to purpose is using your strengths to serve others. She points out that people can certainly find their purpose through their work, but we cannot be confined to finding our purpose in that space. Because just as much as this generation seems to forget, life is more than just work. We need to find fulfillment and purpose in all aspects of our life. This purpose is like the fuel that propels us forward and makes us want to get up in the morning and face the world. It's what motivates us to live our best life because we have discovered the reason why God has created us and given us this life. Doesn't that just sound so lovely? But in reality, it's not that easy. Finding real purpose and calling can be a lot of hard work. I am too young to verify if this is a real thing with my own real-life experience. But based on my love of TV reruns, a common storyline in high school sitcoms was the dreaded day when all the characters had to take a career aptitude test that would tell them which career would best fit their personality. Without fail... One character always gets a shocking result that either sends them into an existential crisis or a quirky adventure based on what show you're watching. But as they get this result, they try all these different jobs, trying to decide what is good for them, but never quite fitting, and sometimes the results are quite disastrous. And in the end, the characters always realize that those tests are stupid and we control our own destinies. While it would be nice to take a simple quiz 
or run into a random burning bush that would reveal our life purpose. That's not how life works. In fact, it wasn't even that easy for Moses. Because right after Moses tells God that he is meant to save his people from Pharaoh, Moses responds with, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Moses doesn't believe what God is telling him. Who am I? He was a nobody, a shepherd who was once a man who fled the country to dodge a murder charge. What qualified him to do this task? These questions are so relatable. I wonder how many of us have passed up the opportunity to find our purpose because we had this type of response. I can't count how many times I myself felt like I wasn't qualified or good enough to do something. Even after I discovered what I believe to be my purpose, I constantly question it. Life has its ups and its downs, and it's easy to lose purpose. I had one of these downs recently, back in October. It is a multi-step process to become ordained in the United Methodist Church, and it can be a long, drawn-out process. And November 1st was a deadline for my application for a major part of this process. This application wasn't simple. It wasn't an easy questionnaire. Uh, one section had a 35-page essay that I had to develop based on these theological questions. Now, some of these questions seem pretty simple, like, who is God? Easy, right? <laughs> I, by your laughs, I can see, no, it's not easy. <laughs> I froze. I stared at the screen paralyzed. I was not inspired to answer. I was beginning to question everything. I was taking one of my hardest classes of my seminary career, a preaching class, and I was completely bombing it. I'm not talking about B's and C's. I'm talking about the kind of scores that made me wonder if I was going to have to retake the class in the spring. I thought my sermons were good, but the feedback I got was terrible. It completely shook my confidence, and it made me question everything. I thought God was calling me to be a pastor, but what good is a pastor that can't preach or answer a simple question of who is God? I was just lost. So I called my committee chair, and I told him I wasn't ready to complete my application, and I felt like a failure. And to make things worse, Pastor Emily had me preach that week. <laughs> so I preached my first sermon here knowing that I had a stack of failed sermons back home. And you know what? I don't know if you may think differently, but I think it went pretty great. <laughs> it felt so good to stand before you all and preach that sermon. People came up to me afterwards to talk about it, and your words meant so much to me. I really needed to hear them. And on that drive home that day, I felt so good. I felt that spark again. I felt that excitement. It's, it's a hard feeling to explain, but it's just a feeling of lightness and affirmation that says, yes, God, here I am. I am on the right path. And it, all it took was a kind word from someone for me to get that feeling of acceptance. So that shows me that our sparks of purpose is not something we can do on our own. They're connected to other people. Purpose is not always individual, but we're called together as a community. So maybe you found your purpose. And maybe, most likely, you experienced the ups 
and downs. Or maybe you're still searching for your purpose. And that's okay. Don't give up hope. Because maybe it's something small. Maybe it's a little burning weed that hasn't caught your eye yet. Sometimes we just need to try new things or a lot of different things to catch that moment, that indescribable feeling of purpose. But luckily, we don't have to do this search on our own. God is with us on that search. Once God called Moses, he didn't go out alone. God gave him the tools to save his people. It says in the scripture that God heard the cries of the Israelites, and that's when God reached out because he had a bigger, God had a bigger purpose for the Israelites, for the Hebrews. He did not want them to be enslaved. He wanted them to be in that land of milk and honey and to find their promised land. So God gave people the tools to get out of that space. He called Moses to be into that space. So in fact, in Exodus, a lot of miracles don't occur with just God reaching out of thin air to create a miracle. Often, God uses Moses and other humans to complete this action. This doesn't mean God doesn't have the power to do these things alone, but instead that God chooses to do these with people, chooses to be in relationship with humans, to be in partnership, and to bring forth the common good. Emily Estefani Smith says purpose is defined by what we do for others. So maybe it takes others to help us find that purpose. Last week when I talked about belonging, I said it wasn't just something we find for ourselves. We must be open to help others find belonging as well. Purpose is the same. It's not something we do for ourselves, but together in community. And we have been fortunate to be part of a church community that gives us the opportunity to build relationships that we can use to be on this journey together. Urban Village Church has so many tools that we can use to help us on our search. We just relaunched our spiritual gift survey, which is a survey of questions that can help you figure out what tools God has given you. Uh, these gifts include hospitality and mercy and teaching, or my favorite, administration. The link is here. Now, I know earlier I was knocking these simple quizzes, telling you your life answer, uh, but this is different. This is a different kind of quiz, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> instead of telling you exactly what job is good for you, instead the survey tells you what character traits that you have that you can use as a guide to help you. You might be surprised by some of the results, or maybe you won't because I was already within you, because God has been speaking to you and specifically giving you these skills. Leslie and I didn't plan the music together. Leslie planned it independently from what my message was, and it's perfect. When she sent me the list of songs, I was amazed by how well it fit into what I want to talk about today. The songs she planned talked about making ourselves available to have God work within us, that God has given us these tools that we need to give back to service with God, to give back to our community and work together. So another way for Urban Village Church that can help us through figuring out what our purpose is is through our Sunday morning teams. In your worship guide, you should have got a little sign-up sheet here. 
These are the list of Sunday morning teams that are so important to life here at Urban Village Church. Uh, we can't just show up on Sundays and have everything done for us, but instead, this is a way for us to be in community with each other and help each other out to make Sunday mornings happen. Um, so I want to encourage you to look at this sheet, maybe take that spiritual gift survey um, and seeing what places where might you fit in. Because um, purpose is all about serving others, so what a better way to do it than in this encouraging space. And this isn't a giant, overwhelming commitment. If you see here, you can sign up for one Sunday a month, something super doable, or if enough people sign up every other month. So please sign up, and if you have any questions, um, find one of the leaders, because you might just find the thing that gives that spark a purpose. It may not be easy to find your purpose. You may have to try a lot of things and fail at a lot of things. You'll experience a lot of ups and downs, but it is worth it. Trust me. God is calling you to something great. God wants you to succeed. God has given you meaning. Your burning bush is out there. Go and get it. If you've already found it, keep it burning and grab a friend because this isn't something we do alone. I would also like to add that I did end up passing that preaching class with A minus. So, Pastor Emily, you can trust me to be up here, and y'all can believe what I say. <laughs> Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you to this place. We long to feel your presence. Help us to be open to your movement, to your leading hand as you guide us to a new place of deeper meaning. Help us to be brave. Help us to try new things. Help us to fail at new things. Help us to find our true purpose. Help us to reach our promised land, to restore our full relationship with God and with each other. Open our eyes so we can see our burning, burning bush Spark our curiosity to reach out and claim it. You have called us to something great, and let us respond not with excuses, but with the proclamation, Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Amen.